This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This BFM Budget 2023 special is brought to you by Ma Singh. 7.49, Monday the 20th of February and of course you're listening to The Morning Run. Now the revised budget 2023 is to be tabled this Friday. Necessary since there is a new government in place post-GE15, well of course the previous budget was never passed. Now all this week we'll be asking different businesses and interest groups as to their wish list since there is now a second chance. First of all is the Semiconductor Industry Association of Malaysia. As a whole, the electrical and electronic industry already accounts for 7.2% of GDP and around 40% of exported manufactured goods, with semiconductors comprising a significant segment of that. The previous 2023 budget perhaps gives us clues as to what to expect in some of the initiatives to attract more high-quality investments, in particular the front end of the supply chain, which includes integrated circuit design, wafer fabrication and equipment manufacturing. However, will the incentives from this new budget 2023 be enough to drive investments in the sector and ensure Malaysia's place in the E&E sector and also as a destination for foreign direct investment? Questions we are asking Datuk Sri Wong Siu Hai, President of the Malaysia Semiconductor Industry Association. Good morning, Datuk Sri. Now, in the previous budget 2023, the government to attract investment into the E&E sector was intending to extend existing tax incentives and a 15% tax rate to C-suite levels until 2024. But does this really move the needle in terms of getting tech and semiconductor companies to relocate to Malaysia? Uh, good morning, Xiaoning. Good to be back to BFM. Um, the special income tax rate of 15% is only applicable to C-suites who are employed by companies which have been granted special panjana tax incentive during the COVID pandemic. We understand that the take-up rate for this special tax incentive for C-suite is quite low. Tax incentive is not the sole determining factor to attract FDI. Generally, factors which could influence the decision of FDI are political stability, competitive OPEX, ease of doing business, availability of workforce and talents, uh, host countries' policy about foreign investments, quality of infrastructure and our quality of supply chain. On building on that point, availability of workforce and talent, you know, one consistent headwind faced by the tech sector has always been lack of skilled labour. Now, in the previous budget, the government did allocate about close to $7 billion to implement various TVET, Technical and Vocational Education Training Initiatives, through the National TVET Council. Question is, is this enough or is the issue more the way that they disperse the funds? Well, theoretically, you know, when budget like this, such a big budget is uh, allocated, for vocational and technical training, uh, it should work. Okay, for the E&D industry, uh, there is a constant need for technicians, especially companies that are expanding. The key issue is the quality of technicians that have gone through such programs. Uh, some of the industries uh, find that these technicians do not really meet the expectations. So the program needs to be tailor fit for each targeted industry rather than a general program for all industries, you know, one-size-fit-all kind of strategy. Uh, MSIA is now experimenting the Academy in Factory with MPC, Malaysia Productivity Corporation, where SPM leavers can work in the factories, undergo an 18-month training program and uh, develop their skills. After that, if they are successful, they get a technician certificate. Th- that way, then, we also solve the 
meeting industry expectations issue. Yeah, because always the worry is can money buy quality, right? That's the issue. You can build by the quantity, but the issue is how do you take it to the next level, right, and deliver quality workforce, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And uh, so I think industry involved, I think, will be a good approach. Dr. Sri Wong, has there been any engagement between the Malaysian Semiconductor Industry Association, MSIA, and the government with regards to the budget to attract more FDI and encourage a local ecosystem of supporting industries? Yeah, MSIA will continue to engage and collaborate with the government in the following areas. Enhancement of existing tax incentives to attract high-impact investments. Policies that define Malaysia as the easiest country in Southeast Asia for high-tech companies to do business. Move up the value chain with growing both design development centers and FDI wafer fab investments. Uh, last but not least, nurturing and growing more local E&E companies to become global champions. So, Dr. Sri, we're all about second chances here on BFM. So, what's your wish list for the Malaysian Semiconductor Industry Association for Budget 2023 then? Okay. Uh, I have uh, six priorities and recommendations for Malaysia to be uh, globally competitive in the e and industry. The first is continue to attract foreign FDIs. To continue to attract investments in FAB, high-end assembly tests, and high-end packaging. MSIA would like to propose that the Panjana tax incentives be extended for another three years till maybe December uh, 2027, with final status of more than 10 years, depending on the technology and level of investments. Secondly, we would like to incentivize reinvestment, especially for companies who are already here, to encourage manufacturers to have a long-term plan to expand, modernize, and diversify their business activities. The uh, reinvestment allowance incentive should be extended for another three years, maybe up to 2027. In addition, the rate of RA should be enhanced to encourage investment. Malaysian-owned companies, maybe the rate to increase to 150% and other companies, rate to increase to 100%. Thirdly, accelerate design and, and uh, development to move up the value chain. To accelerate innovation and capability in design development, the tax incentive for qualified design and development expenses incurred in Malaysia should be enhanced in the following manner. Malaysian-owned companies, a tax deduction of 400% or four times of the qualifying R&D expenses, including cost of human talent. For other companies, tax deduction of 300% of the qualifying R&D expenses. And also, uh, if possible, provide matching grants or low-cost loans to allow uh, design development to take place. Fourth is to encourage more Malaysian companies to implement Industry 4.0 and embrace ESG with incentives like triple tax deduction and low-cost loans. Fifth is a war for talents. You know, incentivize engineers to go to design development by giving them half the personal tax rate uh, up to a maximum of 15% in order to make their re remuneration package more attractive. And we should do it both for local and uh, for foreign engineers so that we can encourage more students to pursue STEMs and build up a career in, uh, pursue a career in engineering. Six is the global minimum tax implementation. You know, GMT is applicable to multiple, a multinational group with turnover, turnover rate exceeding 
uh, euro 750 million. During the budget 2023 tabling session on uh, 7th October 2022, Malaysia announced extension to introduce global minimum tax rate of 15% and to implement qualified domestic minimum top-up rate, mm. QDMTT, in 2024. At the same time, the government will review and update our industry development schemes, such as tax incentives, to ensure Malaysia remains competitive in attracting and retaining investments. On 14th February 2023, Singapore announced that GMT will be implemented in year 2025. Perhaps Malaysia should consider to delay the implementation date of GMT to 2025 like Singapore to give more time for our businesses to prepare for the implementation because the rules are very complex. Okay, Dr. Sri, thank you very much for that very extensive budget wish list. We'll hope that um, Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim is listening. I hope there's some, be some conversation to maybe perhaps prioritise which ones need to work because we know the fiscal situation is a bit tight, but let's hope that many of these things come through. Yes, for sure. That was, of course, Dr. Sri Wong Suhai, President of the Malaysian Semiconductor Industry Association, with, I think, seven or eight on his wish list. But I think what's interesting for me is the way he tiers, let's yes. say, incentives and tax. So for local companies, they would get a preferential rate versus the overseas companies. And I think that's important because we do need to drive domestic private investment, which in the country has been dropping in the last few years. Yeah, I think in terms of, say, attracting talent, I think he has one proposal where he, th he thinks that they should actually halve the tax rate to attract more engineers to actually come into the industry. It's too late for us, though. But <laughs> Much next, too late. <laughs> much too late. Um, next, of course, we have the Breakfast Grill where Chong Jensen speaks to the CEO of Kim Loon Berhad. That's happening after the 8 a.m. news bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. This BFM Budget 2023 special was brought to you by Marseille. Reinvent spaces. Enhance life. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.